This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. It is Tuesday, May 12th. So glad you could take time out of your schedule to get into the Word of God. Maybe your schedule is starting to adjust a little bit, or maybe you can start going back to work, and all those things are starting to go on in the world we live in right now. Either way, we are glad that you could get into the Word of God with us. Morning Breath is a drive-time devotion where we read a chapter, spend some time with the Lord as we read the chapter, uh, have a morning devotion, so to speak, and then we actually do that and then come down to the radio station, uh, the kind of little studio we have here at the Merritt Island Campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. It is a bit on the spontaneous side. Christian and I don't talk about you know, what we saw or anything about it before we get into it. We really want it to just be kind of God-breathed. That's what the Bible says, that every word of God is God-breathed. And so we want him just to breathe on it as we read it today and and then just uh, share wherever God takes us in this chapter. And this is an interesting chapter because it's really a, man, is it, it's historical and it's kind of almost a verbatim, uh, you know, of someone saying something. In fact, if we read, we're in uh, Acts chapter 26, this is the longest section uh, or longest single speech ever recorded by Paul. And when you read it, it, it can be read and you think, well, you know, Paul's going to give his testimony and give a speech, you know, try to save his life. And you can read it in about five minutes. Wow. That's the longest one. Yeah. I think that's interesting. That is. A lot of the time. It's the same guy that made someone fall asleep out the window, you know, and, and, and died. died. And then he got back up and preached all night. Yeah, till six o'clock the next morning. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> so he preached six more hours. So yeah, no, he can do it. But here, longest one recorded. And again, I say recorded because I he did speak much longer than this. Yeah. But uh here's here's his testimony kind of in a in a in a capsule. What, what Luke decide to like, I can, you yeah. know, re- yeah. record and save. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, tell folks how they can get involved in Morning Breath, yeah. Pastor Christian, because yeah, this is Pastor Christian. I didn't introduce him. Yeah, here. good here morning. Excited to be here. The easiest way to get involved is with our East Coast app. You can download it on the Apple or Google app store, and it's just titled that East Coast app. It's got a blue background with a white cross. On there, you can get everything you need with our info, events, past sermons, or Morning Breath podcast, or you can get the schedule so you can follow along and know where to go. The other places you can get is on our website, which is ECCC.us. And we also encourage you to follow us on social media. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we've got all the information about the church and what we've got going on there. You can also call the church offices at 321-452-1060. And we would love to email or mail out a devotion guide so you can follow along with East Coast with the morning breath with us. Absolutely. So we, we're going to get right into the chapter today after we say hello to Nick. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. Good, man. Good to have you here today. Yes, thank you for uh, letting me be here with you guys. Awesome. You recording this? I am. Okay, just checking. Nice. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah, he's good yeah, at it. That's what he does. He records it. Yep. So we're grateful for that. So uh, I'm going to read the first 16 verses yeah. of chapter 26 of Acts. I'm going to read New King James. You're going to read? NLT. NLT. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So let's get in there and read the chapter. All right. I must say unto you, read, sir. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you are permitted to speak for yourself. So Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all things of which I am accused by the Jews. 
especially because you are expert in all customs and questions which have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at Jerusalem, all the Jews know. They knew me from the first. If they were willing to testify that, according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope and the promise made by God to our fathers. To this promise, our 12 tribes earnestly serving God night and day hope to attain. For this hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused by the Jews. Why should it be thought incredible to you that God raises the dead? Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. This I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests, and when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them, and I punished them often in every synagogue, and compelled them to blaspheme, and being exceedingly enraged against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. While thus occupied, I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests. At midday, O God, along the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me with those who journeyed, excuse me, shining around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, wow, I never noticed that before. That really caught me off off guard. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen, of the things which I will yet reveal to you. And I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes, so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness from their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. And so, King Agrippa, I obeyed that vision from heaven, and I preached first to those in Damascus, then to Jerusalem, and throughout all of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that all must repent of their sins and turn to God, and prove that they have changed by the good things they do. Some Jews arrested me in the temple for teaching this, and they tried to kill me, but God has protected me right up to the present time, so I can testify to everyone, from the least to the greatest." I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead, in this way announcing God's light to the Jews and the Gentiles alike. Suddenly Festus shouted, Paul, you're insane. Too much study has made you crazy. But Paul replied, I am not insane, most excellent Festus. What I am saying is the sober truth, and King Agrippa knows about these things. I speak boldly, for I am sure these events are all familiar to him, for they were not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Agrippa interrupted him. Do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? Paul replied, whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone here in this audience might become the same as I am, except for these chains. Then the king, the governor, Bernice, and all the others stood and left. As they went out, they talked it over and agreed. This man hasn't done anything to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, he couldn't have been set free 
if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. Amen. Well, the first thing I want to say is it really sounded different the way the New Living put it. And I'm going to read those two verses again. This is uh, 27 and 28. And if you'd look along with me yeah. in NLT, Paul says, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me yeah. to become a Christian. Which yours said, uh, what uh, are you? Do you, do you think? think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? Yeah. yeah. Uh, very different response. Yeah. I think one, uh, that one in the New Living gives me the impression that he was completely rebuffed yeah. by Agrippa. But when I read it in the New King James. You almost had me. Yeah. I hear you almost had me is right, exactly right. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know. It's one of those things where I go, meh. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with the uh, the New King James on that one. Yep. Um, maybe I just like the idea better that uh, you almost persuade me. And uh, Yeah, the message is even better. It said, mm -hmm. but Agrippa did answer, keep this up much longer and you'll make a Christian out of me. Yeah. I read that this morning and I went, oh, that's good. Yeah. It's like yeah. just a little bit more. Yeah. You know? I, I definitely think that's more the spirit of what's being said here yeah. than, you know, hey, you think you can convince me, young yeah. fella? Sounds like a John Wayne movie. Yeah. But a um, couple of things uh, when I thought about Agrippa and the position he was in, you know, Paul, I love that, number one, he's closing the deal. He yeah. didn't just tell him the story mm -hmm. and then stop there. Yeah. He is very aggressive in the sense of that he actually says, Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. Yep. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you know, he's he's basically bringing him to the point of decision. Yeah. You know, are you going to decide for Christ or not? And when he said, do you know the prophets, he did know the prophets. Yeah. His wife was, uh, he married, I believe it's, is it Bernice yep. uh, here? She is a, she is a Jew. Yeah. So it isn't a matter of uh, him not being around it yeah. or hearing it. And that's familiar what Paul with said. all of the customs yeah. and the history. And... And, and and he was also familiar with Christ coming because yeah. that wasn't done in a corner. That was right out there, right out there in front of everybody. Yeah. And so he's being shared these things and he does know much about the word and much about the prophets. And yeah. he knows that Paul is telling the truth, that the prophets pointed to this. Yep. Uh, this was, this did fit what the Bible described the Messiah as coming out. What, what it didn't fit was as a conquering Messiah, but they just didn't understand that the conquering kingdom that he was raising up was yeah. going to, he was going to use love. Yeah. Instead Rather of a, than a sword exactly. and bringing down who they were looking for, a savior to come with a, a sword in his hand and just wipe out the other enemies. Yeah. And, and it would have been hard to say yes if you were Agrippa here, because back in chapter 25 and verse, uh, what is it, 23, I think it says, so the next day when Agrippa and Bernice had come with great pomp, in other words, you know, uh, the richest man in the room kind of thing yeah. and the, the most influential it says, entered the auditorium with the commanders and the prominent men of the city. Mm -hmm. And Festus commanded Paul to be brought in. So you've got a, you've got all the... A lot of pressure of all the social... My dad would have yeah. said, yeah, big shots. Yeah. Yeah, but you've got all the pressure of the social elites, yeah. the, the rich, the powerful, all of those types of people there. Uh, I would think that uh, pride would be a difficult thing to overcome. Yeah. As, as Festus, or excuse me, Agrippa was there, I think that position would be a difficult thing mm -hmm. to overcome, you know, when you're in a certain position. 
I think that even possessions, yeah, you know, what you have and what that might mean to what you have yeah. when you give your heart and life to Christ. And then, of course, peer pressure. Yeah. You know, he's got his wife, who is a Jew. Um, she's probably siding with the Jews yeah. that brought Paul in. I yeah. mean, who was she supposed to side yeah, with? Yeah, same as Pilate's wife is like, hey, we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Like, hearing from the Spirit, and these guys feel this pressure yep. in their position that they have to kind of go along with the masses. Exactly. And then it could be that the way the message said it, that he's just saying, I'll do it later. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll do it later. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, is there an expression in baseball called dead on third? I think so. Where you kind of, you're on third base and the guy gets struck out. Yeah. You know, that's up to bat. Yep. I kind of feel this way about Agrippa. I don't know his history. Yeah. Like true history, what happens next. If I would have had time this morning, I would have looked it up, but I didn't. But I, I almost suspect that, you know, this was kind of a make it or break it moment in his life. Yeah. And it might have been a break it moment wow. um, in this situation. The other thing when you think about this big crowd of, of big shots and you do think about who's the richest man in the room, Paul. Yeah. The guy in chains. Oh, yeah, which is wild. Yeah, and the guy actually takes over the whole place. Yeah. Has everyone's attention. Yep. And gets to share the gospel in <laughs> super clear and direct ways. Yeah. Um, it definitely showed who is in charge. Now, ultimately, that would be Jesus, but Paul was his servant, and so it was a pretty powerful moment. Very influential. Very, and this was part of the promise that God gave him in the beginning of going to Gentiles and Jews and stand before kings, and soon he's going to go see Caesar. Yeah. So he's he's doing what he was really kind of made to do in an amazing way. The prophecies are coming true about him. Anyway, what stood out to you as you read the chapter? Agrippa says that in verse 32. He says, And Agrippa said to Festus, he could have been set free if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. Is at this point, we know Paul's just fed up. Like, he's so irritated of being pushed around in the bureaucracy and imprisoned for longer than he should have been that he's like, you know what? I'm a Roman citizen. This is my right. I'm not getting the justice or the the platform that I feel like I should get. And they're just, I've heard it said before, is they really had hoped that he would pay them a bribe, you know, is the longer they kept him is, I think it's in Acts. Chapter 24. Yeah. 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 Is that it's saying just, you know, let's hold him out a little longer. This guy's got money. This guy's influential. Let's, let's just see what we could get out of him. But he's like, I'm done. And so you think about what would have happened, but ultimately Paul gets a chance to be able to go to Rome and to be able to stand before Caesar. And, you know, it doesn't work out so great for him, you know, later on down the road, but here he has this opportunity to be able to use his testimony. And I I shared this last week, but it's so good is that we see his testimony multiple times throughout the book of Acts as he tells this story. And you really kind of got fired up when you're reading in verse eight. I like this. And I don't know if I had heard it before either is it says, and then they were, no, excuse me, verse 14, we all fell down. And I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Is that we know that Paul got knocked off his horse, yeah. you know, and that's a common phrase, knocked off your high horse. Like yeah. we, we say that, but it comes from this story of him 
where Jesus is saying, Paul, what are you doing? Why are you persecuting me? Like, why are you kicking against the, the goads? Like, if you're going King James Version. but New King James says goads. Yeah, I love it. And so here, it's everybody who is with him. Yeah. Here he has letters from the priest, and they're traveling to Damascus, and they all got laid out. Yeah. Like, this power of God. I, ne- I don't know if I ever noticed that Yeah, before. that was cool. Like, it got yeah. me excited when you said it, too, is this whole group was like, Boom, they experienced this. Now, Paul had his vision taken away, his actual sight, until he was later prayed for by Ananias. But this whole group got knocked out in the spirit. And so that's pretty cool to think about the influence and the power of that. Yeah, it it must have been an incredible, incredible (laughs) moment, you know, when when your whole troop is going to go do something and uh, God knocks you down. Now, I do think it's interesting that he heard the voice, but they didn't. Yeah. And uh, that's that's an interesting thought, you know. Wow. The other thing that he saw was a light from heaven brighter than the sun shining around me. Yeah. And those who journeyed with me. That appears to me that Jesus really came close in this situation. Yep. Uh, the light of the world came close. And now that the, the light of the world isn't covered by his humanity or by his earthly flesh anymore. Yeah it can leak out in pretty powerful ways. And uh, I think that's kind of a cool picture and a cool thought as well. When we read this, we all think, man, I'd love this to happen to me. Uh Oh, God, would this be so cool? (laughs) But look at verse 16. It says, Jesus said to him, rise and stand on your feet. Yeah. I'd appear to you for this purpose. And it says here to make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you've seen and the things which I will yet reveal to you. Can you read verse 16 from the New Living? Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me and tell them what I will show you in the future. Okay, it uses the word servant and minister. In this case, if you actually uh, translate these words, the word minister is under rower. Okay. Like the person who rows in the bottom of the ship, you know, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Boom. And Vikings they're all, just yeah, they're all almost grinding. chained up. Yeah, <laughs> they are. And in many cases, they're, serv- they're slaves yeah. that are there. He's, he's not saying I'm pointing you to, you know, even though he says I'm going to, you know, send you to kings and that, you're going to go to kings as an under rower. Yeah. You're going to be a servant of mine. Yeah. And, and in many ways, a slave, but it, it's a willing slave. And then it says, and a witness, that word is martyr. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, when you to get To die this, for Christ. Yeah, to like, die for Christ. Yeah. And so this is like, wow, I want that. Yes, Jesus, come real. and show yourself in a bright light. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get stoned by rocks, you know, yeah. <laughs> not in the 60s. Stoned by rocks, <laughs> yes. and I'm going to be persecuted and bit by snakes and shipwrecked and... Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's lots of other stuff in here. He does go through in this testimony the five phases of his life. Yeah. You know, he shares really an amazingly concise, powerful uh, testimony of his life. Yep. He says, you know, the former. He says, you know, what was going on. He talks about the latter. But this this little part in verse 18 it says, uh, when he begins to say, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. Yep. And it says, how does it word it? Verse 18, read it from the New Living. To open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness from their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. 
That's a very good translation of that. Mine puts it this way, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith. They're set, set apart, sanctified, that's what it means. Yep. By faith in me. And it really is the gospel story. Yeah. Or the great exchange. Yep. You know, and uh, this word here, the power of Satan, many people, uh, that word power there actually might be better translated authority yeah. of Satan. It's the word exousia, which means authority, not yeah. power like dunamos, which means strength or explosive yeah. dynamite, dunamos power of God, the dynamite power of but God. But he had authority here before yeah. Jesus went and took the keys of the kingdom back, you know. Exactly right. And he, and he still has authority in men and women's lives right now that have not taken the freedom that God gives them in Christ. And yeah. I think that helps me understand the world we live in. Yeah. Yeah, there is a, people are ignorant and unaware of the power that they have. Like even in 2020, even though Jesus has given us the authority and we have it to possess, if you don't know, you know, it's the, the whole illustration. You've seen it before is... I could have a $100 bill in my hand and trying to hand it to Nick, you know, and as long as he doesn't take it out of my hand, he doesn't have it yet because he's not possessing it. But as soon as he receives it and takes it, he has it. And so we've got more authority than we realize, but many of us are ignorant, you know, just unaware. And that's speaking of a Christian who could be, uh, you know, under or being affected by the authority of the enemy still because they haven't taken the authority that God has given them in Christ. Yeah. But the other side of understanding the world we live in today is when you look at, you know, why would God allow, I hear that, you know, quite a bit when you talk to people, why did God allow, why did God allow? And, and it isn't a matter of God allowing, it's a matter of what man did in the garden to give the world back to Satan. Jesus made it clear when he walked the earth that, that all the world is under the sway of the evil one, yeah. that Jesus himself called him the God of this world. Uh, speaking of his authority here. And when you see the world and how broken it is and the disease, which, wow, what a time to talk about that, yeah. viral disease sweeping the world, disease, uh, death, killing, and destruction, stealing, those have come from the enemy. Yep. And those are his works in the earth. And God wants to deliver us from those works. He wants to, and, and you know, I know, hey, not everybody's delivered. Well, not everybody's taken the $100 bill when it's been handed to them. Yep. And you know what? Even though maybe I've taken that $100 bill, I still don't live perfectly. Yep. I still don't receive all the promises yeah, of God We have to perfectly. renew our mind daily, Absolutely. every single day, because it's easy to get back in that old stinking thinking, as Zig Ziglar used to say. Like, you fall back into the old patterns and forget the authority that you have. That's exactly right. I, there was a thought on that. Um yeah, he said in verse 9, he said, Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus yeah. of Nazareth. See, if you think, if that's, if you're thinking it's wrong, your doing's wrong. Yeah. And here Paul, who was very sincere for God, very zealous for God, yep. very committed to God, more than probably anybody I've ever met. Yeah. Yet, he was doing the wrong thing yeah. because he thought wrong. Yeah. It, it even says in verse uh, 8, why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead? Yeah. See, he's talking to King Agrippa and saying, look, you're not thinking right. Yeah. 
No, why would that be incredible to you? I mean, yeah. wait a minute. We're talking about God here. Yeah. In our Old King Testament, Agrippa. prophets, you know, have seen this before. Like, it wasn't a first time ever that that had happened. It's, yeah. they threw it out. Yeah. And and the other thing about it is when Jesus rose from the dead, he was the first begotten from among many brethren, meaning that because Jesus rose from the dead, we can all be risen from the dead and become children of God. Yeah. He wasn't the first person ever to rise physically from death to life, because we saw that a couple of other times in the Old Testament. But he is the firstborn of many brethren. And so that's a point that sometimes people get caught up on. They yeah. say, no, he's the first one born again. That's not possible. He, there, you know, there's that guy they threw in Elijah's bones, and he jumped out and ran after him yeah. you know, out of his grave. Yeah, there were other people that rose from the dead. But there's only one firstborn, yeah. Jesus, from among the dead. And so that's that's the difference there. It kind of explains that. Are we done? We got to take a break. Be back in a little bit. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Morning Breath. Morning Breath. Let me start. Verse 28 says, Then Agrippa said to Paul, You almost persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both, almost, and altogether. 
such as I am, except for these chains. See, Paul was, uh, was even, you know, he wanted them, wanted the best for them. Yeah. He cared about them. And so he wanted the best for them, but he didn't, you know, he said, except for the chains. Yeah. Look, I want you to have something good here. God is good, and there's some great things here for you to experience. What else do you see in that verse? Yeah, really that. It's just knowing that the gospel means the good news. It's yeah. the good news of Jesus Christ. It's that great exchange that you talked about is that, you know, Christ died for our sins so that way we could be with him in eternity, but also we can have heaven here on earth, is that there's going to be trials. Jesus said, you know, in this world you'll have troubles and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So even in this crazy day we live in, whatever's happening, we have a hope that the world doesn't have. And in spite of it all, we can know that God is going to work all things together for our good. And that's the good news that we want to share with everyone. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great day Have a great on this day. Tuesday, May 12th. Tomorrow we'll get into Acts 27. And uh, read the Bible before you go to bed. Get up in the morning, read the chapter again, and then tune in to Morning Breath. We love having you here. God bless you, and have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.